Welcome to the Thrive Church weekly message. We hope you enjoy this message and we pray that it blesses you. For more information about this podcast or other resources, visit thrivechurch.co.nz. Um, I promise uh, that I'm not going to um, cry as much as I did last time. For those of you that remembered, it was a really beautiful sight. Um, but I am going to speak really slow because I preached in kids this morning and I spoke too quickly and then I got really out of breath and it was really embarrassing. So I won't do that. But um, I'm just going to quickly pray if that's okay. Let's close our eyes. God, we just thank you that you're here in this place. We thank you that um, for the word that you've placed on my heart tonight. I just thank you that you're opening hearts Um, to receive what you um, want us to receive tonight, God. We just thank you that you're imparting um, just fresh revelation and you're equipping us, God, um, to to go into all the world and actually (laughs) disciple nations in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray big, big prayers, eh? Let's be, let's be Christians that don't, don't ask God for the little things. Let's, let's be Christians that declare the big things in life, eh? There's a side note, but I just got inspired just then, so. Thank you, Jesus, for inspiration. Awesome. Um, so I was uh, on Monday night. This is going to start with a wee story. Um, on Monday night, I felt like God woke me up in the middle of the night, which has never happened before, probably because he knows how grumpy I get when I'm half asleep. Hey, Mitch. <laughs> I like get, like, has anyone ever been hangry before? Yeah, I get really hangry. But, um, but when I'm, like, half asleep, it's like, it's, like, hangry to the next level. But it's, yeah. It's not a pretty sight. Anyway, God woke me up in the night, and this time I was not angry, so it was good. He was like, okay, Larissa can listen to me. And he was like, God, uh, Larissa, um, I want you to speak on Sunday about intercession. And I was like, what? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> no, I know what intercession is, um, but I was also, I was just like, God, why do you want me to speak on that? Um, I don't have a very dedicated prayer life, in all honesty. I, th- I pray for like two minutes, and then I think about snacks, and then I'm out of there. And, um, <laughs> and God was like, no, Larissa, I want you to speak about intercession. And I was like, okay, God. And I've learned this crazy thing with God, is that when he wants to release something in you and through you, then you should probably just let him do it, because um, he's just the bomb, and it's good. And it's going to happen whether you like it or not. So you, you can either go with it or you can resist it. So anyway, God's actually taken me on this cool journey over... Um, slow down, Lewis. God's taken me on this cool journey over the last couple of weeks, couple of days, sorry. Um, I've actually just, like, releasing his heart um, f- for prayer. Um, and, and just, like, I've just been capturing what it is that he, like, he desires from us in prayer as well. And intercession, if you don't, if you're like me and you're like, that sounds like a really fancy word and I've never heard it before. Um, really what it is in its purest form, break it down, super simple, it's praying for people. It's praying for um, God to move in people's lives, praying for healing, praying for situations to turn around. It's like intentional prayer, basically. And um, interceding is like, it's like going into this, like going into the presence of God and capturing his heart for situations. And um, my only real engagement in intercession started back when I was like the only one that I can think of 
started back when I was in year nine. And I didn't even know what the word intercession meant. I heard intercession and then thought, it reminded me of intermission, and then that reminded me of snacks, and then I was already on the food tangent again. So, um, <laughs> but anyway, I started. I was starting high school in year nine, and I went to um, went to a high school in town. I didn't know anyone, and I walked in on the first day, and we all had all the year nines had to go to the field, and we had like little signs with our classes on it. And we had to go find our sign, and um, and I was walking in. And as I was walking in, I noticed this girl standing there real nervously, real shy. And she was like about yay high, probably maybe even shorter. But she was super short and she had this like wild long brown hair. And, um, and she was just sitting there really shy. I remember her because she was the only person that was wearing, like we had an option of wearing white socks or like knee-high navy socks. And I was really thankful that I went for the white socks. And she was the only one wearing knee-high navy socks. And I was like, oh didn't get the memo. Anyway, I was walking past and I just like, I just noticed her and I kept walking. I was like, God, why did like, why did that girl stand out to me? And all of a sudden I felt like I caught a, like a glimpse of God's heart for her. And I just started like, God just started downloading. He's like, man, I've got awesome plans for her life. I'm really, I'm really excited about her life. There's callings. There are things that I want her to do. That, that, that there's no one else that can do them. Like, I, I really want Holly's heart. And I was like, I didn't know her name was Holly at this stage. I was just like, cool. Um, and so I felt really cool to start praying for her. And so um, I started, I didn't even, like, I didn't know her name at this stage. I just started praying that God would, um, that God would encounter her and she would realize how, how loved she is by him. And I didn't even, like, I didn't even know if she was a Christian or not. But all through high school, I kept praying for this girl. And, um, she was a dancer. She was really cool. She did like lots of drama stuff. So we, our paths kind of crossed. Can I be like a real Nana pregnant lady and ask someone to get me a stool? My back's like killing. We're going to have like a laxed, laxed preaching tonight. Um, I might have to sit down. But anyway, so um, all through high school, I kind of like crossed paths with this girl a few times and I kept praying for her when I remembered to. Um, and then in year 11, we actually became really close friends. I was like, yeah, this is it. I can start, like, I can start testing out and see if anything's, like, you know, happening. And so I invited her to church, and she was like, eh, no. <laughs> like, flat out, just was like, no. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, that's cool, all right, you know, fall down seven times, stand up eight. So I kept praying for her. And um, every now and then, I just talked to her about God and stuff like that and just kind of test the waters, see if anything was happening in her spirit. And, and she was just, like, not keen. <laughs> Every time I mentioned it, she's like, I don't want to hear about that kind of stuff. Like, she's like, I'm too busy for God. And, um, and I've got a great life on my own, so why would I even bother with that kind of thing? And, um, and that was cool. And I probably could have given up many times along the way because, um, because I was like, it, there was like nothing happening. No, no hint of breakthrough in that girl's life at all. But um, anyway, long story short, I kept praying. Um, for five years, all through high school, didn't see any breakthrough, and then it was about halfway through our first year out of high school, and um, and Holly and I were still pretty good friends. We'd hang out every now and then, but didn't really keep in contact like that, that like that intentionally. And I was out for dinner with Mitch, and I get this phone call from Holly, and I was like, weird. Holly's never called me before, so pick up the pick up the phone. And I was like, hey Holly, um, what's going on? She's like, oh. Um, it's a really weird question, but I was wondering what you're doing on Sunday night. And I was like, I was like, oh, nothing like that. She goes, well, 
um, I'm getting baptised at my church and I'm sharing my testimony and I'd really love it if you were there. And I was like, out of nowhere, this girl, like in six months, God had just radically turned her life around. And Holly was like, as I said, she was like real, she was just not keen. Had not, she was like, I, didn't, I, didn't, I just don't have time for that. And then Holly, had, like God had captured Holly's heart so much. And it was so funny. Like, I remember watching her in worship one day. And she was like, just so in love with Jesus that everyone would be worshipping. And you know how like we all kind of face the stage so we don't have to look at each other, so it's not awkward. Everyone's facing the stage. And I look up, and here's Holly, and she's had her eyes closed for the whole of worship time. And she's just like facing the side. Everyone's facing this way, and then Holly's just like. And she had no idea. And then like opened her eyes after worship and was like. <laughs> and it was real crack up. But I remember standing in the back of the, um, back of the church, and I watched her give her testimony of how God like radically changed her life. And, um, and I watched her get baptized, and it was a real beautiful moment. I was sitting there, and I remember thinking, this is why we pray. Like, it's for those moments that we, that we, that we go the hard yards, and we keep praying even if we don't see um, any hint of breakthrough. And that was like, that story wasn't about me at all. It wasn't about my skills. I didn't have to lead her through a fancy prayer. I didn't have to know fancy words when I was praying for her. I didn't, like, I wasn't even there when she decided to give her life to Jesus. But for five and a half years, I had um, the privilege of partnering with what God wanted to do in Holly's life. And I actually got to pray into that and sow seeds in the supernatural so that that day would come. And another wee side note, this is actually really cool, this wee detail, like (laughs) every time I think about it, I get a little bit teary, but I'm not going to cry, I promise. (laughs) But six months after that, Holly... um, we, we kind of became real close again, and Holly was one of my bridesmaids. And on my wedding day, before I was about to walk up the aisle, Holly came over and laid hands and prayed for me. <laughs> and I was like, man, I was just, it was just one of those moments where you're like, man, God actually, he's so faithful. Five and a half years of praying for this girl, and now she's praying for me. Um, and yeah, God, like, God is so faithful. His word doesn't return void. If he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. And we get to partner with it. And over the like over the last couple of days, kind of as God God was just reminding me of that story, and I realised that since that time, I actually, in all honesty, I've kind of neglected like seeking God's heart for people like that because that that was that's a success story. That's an awesome story where I saw someone who um, encountered God's love and it like radically turned their lives around. But there have been plenty of people that I've prayed for that um, that I haven't seen that. And I've dropped the ball and I've been like, well, you know, maybe it's never going to happen. And so actually, like, I, I realized that I'd been hardening my heart and I'd, like, neglected hearing God's voice and feeling his heart for people as well. And the thing about prayer is that we can talk about it all the time. We can preach about it. We can even, like, pray in prayer meetings and stuff and still not fully grasp um, the Father's heart for our own prayer life. And we can have all the right vocabulary. We can have all the right information about prayer. We can know the stri- like you know the structures and how we pray and how we declare things and stuff, and still forget to stand in the gap for the people around us. And that's like, in all honesty, that's what prayer and intercession is about. It's about getting alone with the Father and just tapping into His heart, tapping into His heart for our community, tapping into His heart for our country, for our families, for our friends. And so often, I think prayer is always our last resort. <laughs> Like, you know, we try everything in the natural 
and that doesn't work, so we're like, oh, maybe we'll pray. <laughs> you know, like, you go to the doctor, you try to get some things fixed up and stuff, and you're like, oh, nothing's working. Maybe we'll just pray. <laughs> I know I get like that every now and then. But I think we need to shift our mindset because prayer is not like the only thing we can do in those situations. Prayer is the most powerful thing we can do. Because prayer actually, like, prayer goes before us and it forges a path in the supernatural that the natural has to follow. Back in the Old Testament, this, um, I love this. Back in the Old Testament, only the priests were allowed to um, enter into the presence of God. I don't love that part because that's sad. I probably wouldn't have made it to be a priest because of my prayer life. (laughs) Also because I'm a woman. (laughs) But no, they would go into a specific part of the temple. So there was, I was teaching the kids about this upstairs today. There's the outer court, right? And everyone could go to the outer court of the temple. There's the inner court and everyone could go to the inner court. Um, And then there was a place called the Holy of Holies. And only the high priest could go into the holies of holies because that's where God's presence dwelled. And they would go in there and have um, hippie Jesus time. And then they would come out and share with everyone what happened. And um, the priests would have, like, they had these really involved garments that they put on. And these, like, these, they, they weren't garments that were, like, easily took, taken on and off. They were, um, they were pretty, like, ornate. And on their shoulders, they had two onyx stones right here. And here, and on the onyx stones was carved into, um, carved into the onyx stones were the, the twelve tribes. So six on each shoulder. And so when they went into the presence of God, they actually carried these people on their shoulders as they went in. And not only that, but on their heart, on their breastpiece, they had um, twelve different precious gems, each representing each different twelve tribes. And I love that God like picked gems to represent people because they are so precious and so irreplaceable. And so when they went into the presence of God, they didn't actually go alone. It wasn't just, they weren't going in there just for themselves to get what they needed. They were going in there and they were carrying these people on their hearts so that they could get a, a, like a touch from heaven for them as well. I believe tonight, actually, God's just laying, like, I believe God's actually just laying, like, a passion on our heart to intercede for the people around us. And I wonder tonight what gems God has pressed into your heart that he's calling you to carry into the presence of God. What precious people, what causes, what issues. Some of you, God's actually placed whole nations on their heart. Some of you are called to, to start interceding for industries and for governments, for generations and for people groups. When I, was, like, when I was younger, I used to buy real cheap earrings, right? And I'd go and, um, and they'd just have like a little kind of fake stone in it. And then every now and then, I would like look in the mirror and notice that one of the gems had popped out of its setting. I was like, oh, where's that gone? And somewhere in the busyness of life, this little gem had popped out and I hadn't even realized. And I think that can happen to us. Like God can lay something on our hearts and then as we go through life and as we get busy and as we get focused on ourselves, that Every now and then, these wee gems can pop out of place. And God just started speaking to me as I was, as I was writing this message. He was like, Larissa, what's on your heart that you've, you've actually 
have popped, it's, it's popped out of place and you didn't even realize. There are callings that God had called me to that I had just like, I hadn't seen any victory in for a really long time. I'd been, I, I, at first I got really passionate and I started praying and praying and then I didn't see anything happen. Like I said, you know, I prayed for big things. Like I want to see the sex slave industry um, completely abolished. And I don't know, but I don't know about you, but you know, there's still sex slaves out there. And every time I prayed, I'd get a little bit discouraged. And then all of a sudden that gem just popped out and I've completely forgotten about it until now. And so I'm wondering if all your gems are in place, if all the things that God has placed on your heart, are you still carrying them when you go into the presence of God? Can I get the band up? That'd be awesome. Matthew 4, verse 23, Jesus went through Galilee teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria and they brought him, uh, they brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon possessed, those having seizures and the paralyzed and he healed them. Did anyone catch what was going on there? There's a sneaky little wee gem in there about intercession. A wee nugget. It says, news about him spread all over Syria and they brought to them, him all who were ill. There's a they in there. There's a, there's a nameless company of people. There's a group of people that didn't get their fame for what they did. They didn't get um, their names written in the Bible. But they were the group of people that decided that, hey, Jesus is in town. I'm going to go hang out with him, but I don't want to go hang out with him alone. I'm going to carry with me the people that can't get to him on their own. And you know, I'm all for, like, I totally 100% believe that God wants to touch us individually. He wants to help mold us and stuff like that. And that's awesome. But I think it's time that our relationships with God actually become about the people around us as well. We stop, we stop looking at God at just what we can get from Him, but we actually start, start carrying the people in, like into the presence of God that can't get there on their own. Intercessory prayer is not about us. It's not about our own glory. It's not about our own victories some of the time. It's a hidden ministry and it's not actually about being seen. It's about standing in the gap and bridging the distance between God and those that can't get to Him. Matthew 15, verse 29 to 31. Jesus left there and went along the Sea of Galilee. Then He went up on a mountainside and sat down. Great crowds came to Him and they, there's that nameless company again, they brought to Him the lame, those that couldn't get there on their own, the blind, those that couldn't see the path to Jesus on their own, the crippled and the mute, those that couldn't pray for themselves. And that's why we intercede. That's why we pray for people. That's why God is actually calling up intercessors in this place today. Because there are people out there that can't get to Jesus on their own. They don't know the way. They can't pray for themselves. And they can't get there unless one of us actually makes a decision to carry them on our shoulders into the presence of God. And that, that verse finishes up by saying, and they laid him at his feet and he healed them. When we pray for our family members, when we pray for our friends, when we pray for our country, for our community, what we're doing in the supernatural is we're carrying those people to Jesus and we're laying them at his feet. 
so that He can be the one that changes them. He can be the one that sets them free. He can be the one that helps them with their anxiety. He can be the one that heals them of their sickness. He can be the one that saves their souls. It doesn't require any special like skills or qualifications from us. We don't have to be the most eloquent prayer. We don't have to be um, the longest Christian. We don't have to be a specific age because it's actually not about what we can do for them. It's about being consistent. It's about being faithful. It's about going into the presence of God and carrying them on our hearts. Day in, day out, regardless of whether it's 10 days or 10 years, regardless of whether we see the results. And I just, I honestly, I just got so stirred up about the fact that some of us in this place actually just need to make a decision to start getting down on our knees and praying for the people around us. And so we're gonna go into a time of worship. Um, I actually just invite everyone to stand right now. That'll be awesome. I'm gonna pray in a second. But we're gonna go into a time of worship and we're not gonna do a big altar call or anything. I don't wanna pray for everyone. We're simply just gonna worship God and I wanna invite you in this time. I believe that as I've been speaking, God's just been pinpointing all the things that He's placed on your hearts, the precious people, the issues, the things that you're passionate about. He's just started pinpointing them and saying, hey, this is, this is what I've called you to. This is what I've called you to. I've called you to, to reach this generation. I've called you to reach this person. I've called you to carry this person into my presence. And as we sing, I want you to be singing with those people on your heart, with those places on your heart, with those um, industries on your heart. We're gonna, I'm gonna invite you just to come out of your seat and just make a, make a statement to God that actually, God, I'm gonna seek your presence and I'm gonna seek it for these people. Is that cool? Does that make sense? Awesome, God. We thank you that you're just releasing a hunger in this place. We thank you that... You're laying a mantle on us to bridge the gap between you and those that can't get to you, God. We thank you that we have an important part to play in your kingdom. And tonight we just say yes to you, God. We say yes to your plans. We say yes to your purposes over this town. We say yes to your plans and purposes for our friends, for our family. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening. For more information about this podcast or other resources, visit thrivechurch.co.nz.